This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Hello and welcome back to the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with... Jason Shear. Did you just get trapped in a time warp? (laughs) We're a little bit goofy tonight. I'm not sure what's going on. It's not really that late. Um, But we're here to do one of my favorite kind of podcasts. It's the football mailbag. Arizona football. Football mailbag. Is in spring practice right now. and Not right now. Well, not at, you know, currently in this time frame. Right. They practiced earlier today. Let's say that. It was cold. I don't know why. I don't know. This weather's not, I'm not feeling it. Very odd If you spring. know me, you know I don't roll with jackets, but I wore sweats and I went to my car to get a jacket and I found out that the zippers broke. Shelby. Mr. California, who never thinks anything is cold, was cold. Spears and Brian didn't have jackets. They wore short sleeves and... Um, shorts. Did Spears get sunburned? Spears was a wreck. It was cold, but um, the football game is getting hot. Oh my God, come here right now. <laughs> right now. Um, so we're going to start the mailbag questions with Jax83. Do you feel... 83. Thank you. Thank you for interrupting me for 83. Uh, here, I'll do it in Spanish. Jax Ochentaitres asks, do you feel our corner situation will be, will be better than last year? How about the D-line? Well, Jax, you're only allowed one question, but... Breaking uh, the rules. I'll going with ghosts. Um, I think the corner situation is significantly better. Um, Ephesians Prysock, who they call Effie. Oh, I love that name. They, we call him Effie now. That's his okay, nickname that's for his nickname. So Effie um, or Effie. Shoot, no, I don't remember. I recorded it. Ephesians, mm-hmm. Prysock. Uh, he looks bigger. He looks stronger. He looks like a future all Pac-12 cornerback. Uh, I really believe that. The wide receivers speak very highly of him, and I don't think it's BS. I think it's genuine. The coaching staff all mentions him. Um, he is a lock to start at one of the corner spots. The other one is probably a little bit more open, but right now it looks like Charles Yates. You know, the thing that's interesting about Yates is his Juco was, and I think we discussed this when he came to Arizona. Yeah, we like, did. One of the worst in the country. Like, if you want to have a good laugh, go look at Pierce College's scores with their games. But he was always the best player, one of the best players on the field. He's from Louisiana, I believe. Um, super competitive, super physical. And the coaching staff likes him. I, I think if the season started tomorrow, he would be 
the other starting corner. Then you have Isaiah Rutherford for depth, and you have Takario Davis. So, Oh, Takario. I love that name, too. And then he's another guy. Very big, like looks like a safety out there. I mean, so I, I feel very comfortable with the cornerback position. The defensive line, it's, it's not that I'm not comfortable with it. It's that there's a lot of combinations being used in the spring. They're trying to figure out the best combination. Uh, Tyler Manoa has been in there quite a bit. He looks solid. Bill Norton looks to be in better shape. He looks solid. You have Ty Ty, you have Kamgaika, you have Russell Davis, you have Jeremy Mercier, who's, I mean, it, it, Sterling Lee, they're, they're doing a, using a lot of guys. So it's kind of hard to tell. Um, I, there have been practices where the defensive line has had a lot of success, and there's been practices where it's not great. You also got to keep in mind that Arizona now also because um, Jaden Young, safety Jaden Young, who's on scholarship left, Arizona's going to go out in the portal after spring. And I believe that one of the targets is probably going to be an interior defensive lineman. I just think it makes sense for depth reasons, for impact reasons. If they can go out and get a guy that can come in and play a legitimate amount of reps right away, they're, they're going to try um, to go do it. So I, I'm not overly concerned with the defensive line. It's just harder to evaluate because there's so many different combinations. But I don't see like a drop-off from last season. I, I don't think the defensive line was very good last season. So if anything, it'll be equal or better. But, you know, my hunch tells me with the depth, with the amount of stunting, with the movement that the defense is using, um, I believe the defensive line overall will be, uh, will be a little bit better than last season. But there's kind of a long way to go in that evaluation. Quite a long road, like fall camp road. Yes. All right. Uh, UA Portland Timbers asks, with Manu, Haimuli, Flo, and Sua, and the good reports from various sources about Allen and Kamu, can we say this year will provide a true appraisal of Johnny Nansen's coaching aptitudes? Yeah, I, I feel like this defense is more in the vision that he has. Uh, it is faster, it is bigger, it is more athletic, and these are guys that he brought in. Um, Hamuli, Flo, Sua, Kamu, you know, these, these are guys, the defensive line, he went out and got Manoa, Norton. Like, you don't go and get these guys of Nansen saying, no, we don't want them. Um, they ran off a lot of guys. Like, they ran off the majority of the defense, and they weren't shedding tears when Jackson Turner left because they were high on Dalton Johnson and Isaiah Taylor. Um, you know, Christian Roland Wallace was good, but they weren't necessarily super upset about it because of how they feel about um, Ephesians Prysock. And Yates, they found later in the process, but they like him. I, I do feel that it is a better... We'll be able to measure his coaching ability and his evaluation ability. Uh, you know, I, I think that is a more talented... The depth isn't necessarily there at certain positions, but it is better than it was last season. But, um, you know, I said earlier when they did it, when they ran off all these players, if you're going to run off guys you start judging what they're bringing in. Like, there has to be a good reason. You can't run off guys and be worse, or else you failed in what you're doing. So I, I absolutely believe that this is, in my opinion, the first true season where you can really evaluate Nansen, what he's doing, who's he bringing in, and things like that. Awesome. Uh, apparently there was a second question attached to UA Portland Timbers. Who is your prediction for this year's 
Tanner McLaughlin. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's the guy, the, the question is referring to a guy that wasn't really on the radar. I, I think easily on offense, it's Kevin Green. I mean, he didn't play at all last year because Cowling was in the slot and Dorian Singer was here. Now that Singer's gone, Cowling's moved to the outside, and Green is going to come go from barely playing to being one of the best receivers on the team. I, I truly believe that. Um, you know, Kevin Cummings refers to his being in shape physically. He's there. He's done a very good job with that. To me, he is the most likely to kind of make that jump on the offensive side of the ball where people in Arizona and Tucson are familiar with the football program, know who Kevin Green is. Outside of that, there's not a lot of people that know who Kevin Green is, but he's clearly, to me, going to uh, going to make that impact. I think he has that slot starting job locked up, and I, I think he's going to do a very good job with it. He's going to be the breakout guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, next question. Something to break me off. <laughs> is Flag Cat is asking. Oh my God, it's another. It's not that long. It feels long. That's what she said. Well, I knew you were going to say that. There's been criticism of the way Nansen's defense employs the D line, causing two linemen to transfer. Yet Bill Norton has said he's comfortable with this scheme because it's the same as Georgia's. UGA has been one of the best defenses in the country of late. Does this allay those concerns? Well, if you look at Georgia, they actually didn't have a ton of sacks. They weren't that type of defense where they're getting sacked. It's basically, and I believe one, it might have been the Georgia head coach or defense, I don't know who it was, that said, like, sacks aren't as important as people make it out to be. As long as we're getting to the quarterback and making his life miserable and making mistakes, we're going to be fine. I never bought into that scheme. Keon Bars left because of the scheme. You know, a lot of guys on the defensive line want numbers on the interior. Don Brown, defense was built for that. If you were an interior defensive lineman, you were getting sacks, right? Other systems, the interior def- defensive linemen don't put up numbers, but they're still legitimately good. They're just, it's not that type of scheme. I don't think this is the type of scheme where you're going to see interior linemen. Like, I don't think Tyler Manoa is going to finish with 10 sacks or something like that because he's an interior defensive lineman. But I, I don't think that's necessarily like a crazy thing. Like, you know... I watched today in practice, and I saw safeties blitzing. I saw a cornerback blitz. I saw linebacker. And, and the activity can come from somewhere else. There's different schemes, clearly. But I never really bought into the scheme. But, yeah, I mean, if Bill Norton's being truthful, and there's no reason to think he won't be truthful, he, he said when, when I talked to 101 that the scheme is pretty similar to what Georgia was trying was run was running. Now, obviously – there's a bit of a difference in quality of player. But, yeah, I mean, it, it, I, I never bought into the scheme is the issue. I, I think a lot of times talent can mask know. scheme. And if you're good enough and you have players that are good enough, no one really gives a shit what scheme you're running because the players are doing good enough. If Johnny Nansen had a dominant defense, or not dominant, but better players last season and they were doing well, no one cares what scheme he's running, 3 4 4 3 Four two five. No one cares. It's clearly working. Right. So that to me is the bigger thing. It's not the scheme. It's the talent on that side of the ball. Okay. All right. I always read this wrong, but I got it this time. Az Jangle is asking: Future is looking bright on the O line. Do you see anyone playing regularly as a true freshman? I think there's two guys that stick out as a true freshman. The first one's not on campus. You know, Raymond Polito is going to be an interesting case because he's not on campus yet, but physically you look at him and you go, okay, that this is different. Has he graduated yet? Is he 17 years old? <laughs> he's, that's a good question. I got to ask. But, I mean, he, 
Like Shelby, you saw him when we were yeah, on campus. Yeah, oh, we were on day. campus and we drove and past. And I was like, yeah, that's a, He's that's the a high biggest sc- human I've yeah. ever seen. Yeah, and then I was like, that's it a high school senior. wasn't a basketball senior. player. And you're like, oh, yeah. So physically, as long as he can come on campus and pick everything up and learn the offense, he's going to be playing as a freshman. Uh, Rhino is another guy that has put on a good amount of weight and has been getting a lot of run in practice. You know, I don't know if he's going to necessarily start, but he, he should absolutely be in the rotation. And even if those two guys don't play a ton their freshman year, uh, they're in the rotation. Like, they have a bright future ahead. Rhinos looked really good during the spring, especially for a true freshman lineman. Because remember, that's uh, as a true freshman, that is a very difficult position to learn. But yeah, uh, I think the future absolutely looks bright uh, on the offensive line. Can I pause to say how happy I am hearing all of this football just being dropped by you football knowledge whatever you need i love it i'm here for you i'm so excited come here have you told everyone that our 10 year old is now playing madden yep briella has become a monster now that she played flag football it's the madden on the phone she's playing madden on the phone and she's talking about schemes with jason and it's insane by the way kind of funny flag football um john richardson was cornerback coach he was at wazoo he took a year off after getting let go at Wazoo. And he said, well, what did you do in your year off? And he said, I coached my 10-year-old's flag football team. Nice. And he said it's the purest form of football that he's been around in years. He was active. He was teaching. And he's like, I had to remember, they're only 10 years old. Like, I'm trying to teach them stuff. And I'm like, you're 10. And he said it was the most fun he had. And he's like, you know, it's one of those things where, like, you wake up on a Saturday and everyone's got their lawn chair and they're hanging out. And I'm I'm just shaking my head like, yep. We had so much fun. It was awesome. Cloud zero. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, um, and I just, I'm just like so excited to talk about football. Um, all right, next question is E Pabst or E Pabst? I don't know. I just think it's E Pabst Blue Ribbon. So. E Pabst Blue Ribbon. We'll uh, why does it appear that football is recruiting really well in the NL NLI landscape? Yeah. Despite a full rebuild from rock bottom, but perennial top ten basketball is recruiting way below our standards. It's a completely different scenario uh i don't necessarily agree with the question <laughs> um you know look in 2024 figuring arizona lands carter bryan it's gonna have two top 20 players in basketball that's not good enough for arizona the pool in football is there's so many. so many and keep in mind like we're talking standards like let's say arizona finishes with the top 15 class in 2024 Arizona football would die for a top 15 class. Like, we're talking top 40, and it's good. It's just a different animal completely, different approaches, you know, more personnel. It's just it's completely different. Honestly, football and basketball recruiting are not comparable at all. No, completely um, different games, completely it, different everything. And it's just completely different approaches. Like, 7-on-7 seven seven isn't nearly what AAU is. Nike isn't nearly, like, the shoe companies don't have the power in football. It, it's just, it's a very different situation so it's hard for me to answer that and decipher and tell you the difference or compare the two I should say because they're, they're so different it's just super different I get the concern with basketball just be patient we're and not there yet and I'll this let is... you know I'll let you know okay picture this it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road with available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. If it's time to panic, I, like, I promise. I like this very subtle, on the down low, basketball question, well, yeah. really. And it, and, it, and it is propping up football. I think football recruiting has been very good. And Jedfish is very aggressive with NIL because NIL and football is different too. You can't go out and spend... If you're Arizona, you can't spend 500 grand on a player because you still have 80 other players on the roster. And Arizona's in a position where I'm trying to remember, but I believe that if you're a scholarship player, you make 20 grand a year. And if you're a walk-on, you make 10 grand a year as a player. But you also have to go out and do the community service and things like you gotta, that. You got to kiss babies and yeah, it's just, it's shake a, hands. It's a different scenario. And 20000 doesn't sound like that much. And basketball players probably make more if they're on scholarship because there's less of them. It's just it's a whole different environment. Also, Jed's like Mr. Tucson. So he probably has that expectation to a certain degree for the football players. So Well, after practice the other day, we're walking out. And Jed in Arizona... Friends of Wilbur and Wilma, I think it is, or I don't remember who it is. They're meeting with people that are clearly like, we want your money type of deal. And it was nice. a speech and Dave Hickey was there. And that's just kind of... You got to play the game. Got to do it if you're football. You got to be involved. Can in you imagine game. Kevin someone doing this? Well, there was a bar. So yes, I could. <laughs> there was a bar. Uh, okay. Well, you know, whiskey for everyone. Um, next question is AZ Bear Down asks, do you think we will see more rotation at wide receiver this year? I asked Kevin coming straight up. I said, you guys didn't rotate at wide receiver last year. Are you going to rotate this upcoming season? And he basically said, yeah, as long as there's people that are good enough to play. He's like, look, at the end of the day, T-Mac, Cowing, and Dorian Singer were very hard to take off that. Yeah, why would you take them off? And so he's like, you got to prove to me that if I take these guys off the field a little bit, the the gap between the that guy and the next guy won't be ridiculous i think that gap has closed um you know are cowing and t-mac gonna leave the field much no but i could see kevin green leaving the field i I think malachi riley is in a position where you're gonna have to kind of play him i think he's been that good during the spring he's the one that has really stood out but he makes mistakes too i mean there was a play today where and i'm not criticizing him everyone makes mistakes but he had to run hard enough to the ball and kevin cummings yelled at him he goes next time can you at least Pretend like, you know, you're a wide receiver that wants to catch a football. And it's it's just, it's little things like that where you're not having to tell T-Mac or counting that because of how good they are. So, yeah, there's going to be competition. I do think they're going to extend the rotation, but I don't think that you're going to see Cowing and T-Mac leave the field very much. And, and without giving too much away, there are some 
unique offensive sets that we have seen in practice that were absolutely not part of any offensive sets that we saw last season. Are you saying there's some trickery? It's not trickery. I mean, it's it's awesome plays. Oh, I like that too. They're they're cool, and and if they run in the scrimmage on Saturday, I will. Uh, you know, I like trickery. I'll give you details, but like I'll say, for instance, just to say, the running backs look like they're going to be much more heavily involved in the passing game. Interesting. Much more heavily involved, like they're running wide receiver drills at times. So mm. that's definitely going to be a thing. I like this. Okay. Um, here's a longer question from Irish Mike five two zero. How did Fish say we'd have a top 30 class in 23 square with the class we have? Did he expect some people we lost out on? Does he have his own top 30 ranking system? (laughs) Or did he just decide to say top 30 even though he knows that's not true? I'm guessing Jed didn't know the entire 24-7 formula. What? At the time, you know, he said it. They're clearly going to add more guys. And look, maybe if they add more transfers by the time spring ends... They push for that, and I think he believes uh, that their Arizona is probably going to go add. Let's say Arizona adds an offensive and defensive lineman that enter the transfer portal that are pretty highly regarded. Could Arizona push for top thirty? I don't know. Um, is he rounding up a little bit? Probably, but at the end of the day, I think Arizona is very happy with this recruiting class, whether it's thirty or forty. Um, there's not a huge difference between the two mathematically with twenty four seven and the way we rank stuff, but. Uh, Dreadfish is happy with the class, and, and technically it's it's not over yet. Well, they're also filling in the gaps where they need them to be, and sometimes maybe you're not getting that highly rated person because you really need to fill something else right. too, right? right? So, yeah, 30, 40, it's just going to be good. Um, Brimhala asked, did, did Kevin Cummings actually get approached by other programs this past offseason? Do you anticipate having to give him a different title to retain him? Uh, I, I don't know how serious it got. I know Texas looked at him, and I know a few others looked at him. Um, I don't know if there's going to be a change in title. Cummings doesn't strike me as that type of guy. Arizona pays him. I believe he got a raise or he's in line to get a raise. Um, you know, it, it's, it's the concern with every program in the nation, right? You have a good enough coach, and someone's going to try to steal him. Arizona's done very well in that regard. Tyler Owens, the strength coach, teams have absolutely tried to hire him. They gave him a raise. He stayed. Kevin Cummings, you know, got a raise. He stayed. Can you keep giving a guy raises if you're in Arizona's uh, position? Probably not. It's just the way things are. I mean, it's very hard if you're in Arizona's position. If Texas decided they wanted Kevin Cummings and Arizona's... gave him a whole bunch of money. Yeah, Arizona's not outpaying Texas. It's just going to be up to Kevin Cummings. So... And, and something you also got to wonder about, and this isn't necessarily specific to Cummings, but if you guys have noticed, there's a lot of college coaches leaving for the NFL now. A lot, because they don't want to recruit. Um, it's a different type of job. It's not year-round in the way that college are. There is quite a few college assistants. That, like LSU lost their D-line coach, for instance, to, to the NFL, and, and there's other ones too. And um, that, to me, is probably a, a pattern that we're going to see a lot more of moving forward. Okay. Um, X-Type asks, so far, who looks to be the most improved player on offense and defense? Well, offense is tough, um, you know, it, because there's there's so many, 
guys that have returned. Like, I think Jaden Delora, for the most part, has been really good this spring. I don't know how improved he is. He's improved. T-Mac looks improved. Um, Kean Burnett, I think, looks like a different guy. He's much more noticeable, to me at least, than he was um, last season. He's a guy I would keep an eye on. Kevin Green, like I mentioned before. Wendell Moe looks to be really good uh, as an offensive lineman. I think Arizona's guard position on the O-line is is set. Tackle is still a worry. Um, Jonas Sabanea actually has been getting run at right tackle. So they may move things around there. Um, defense, I really like the, the spring that Isaiah Taylor's had. Uh, you know, again, Arizona had to be comfortable with Isaiah Taylor to let Jackson Turner go and not put up much of a fight. And he has like three or four interceptions this spring. He is everywhere. He looks awesome. Will that translate to games? I don't know. We'll see. But I will say that when I watch the defense, he, to me, is, is the guy that goes, oh, like, there he is. <laughs> when Meanwhile, last season he had his moments, like the Territorial Cup, he played well. But now he looks like a D1 starting safety who should be in there at all times. He's had a fantastic spring. Awesome. Okay. And finally, last question is from Strom2800. Is the goal of the staff to add a new QB each year, and is that something that is explained to them during the recruiting process? Yes, 100%. Jetfish has already said it during pressers. Most schools do the same thing. Some schools have two quarterbacks. Because, look, at the end of the day, what happens with quarterbacks is this. Whenever there's a competition and someone loses, generally you see someone transfer out. It's just the name of the game. You look around the country. You know, there's no competition this year. It's Jaden Delora. Next year, it'll be Dorman and Fafita. Let's say Dorman beats out Fafita. You got to assume Fafita would transfer. If Fafita beats out Dorman, I don't know. We'll see. But then there's going to be someone else they bring in, right? And they're absolutely, and it's just the way that quarterback competitions work because a guy gets hurt and all of a sudden there's a drop off and now you got, you know, it's just, it's a whole thing. I think if you don't bring in a quarterback every recruiting cycle, it's a mistake. I think you have to bring at you least constantly one. have to be feeding in the system it, and have the, a backup. Right, and... because we've seen the days at Arizona. What happens when you don't have legit quarterbacks after the first one gets hurt? We're That's talking true. Gunner, Will Plummer, you know, Jordan. We we've seen it, and Jetfish wants to avoid it. So that is something that he's very open with. It's competition at quarterback. There's competition at quarterback throughout the entire country at every school, and if there's not, that school's not winning. You know, you can look at every Pac-12 school that's not returning a guy, there's competition. And when that guy leaves, like when Michael Penix leaves Washington, there's going to be a major competition for that starting role. It's just the way that the, the position is. All right. Well, it's exciting. You're excited. Um, Arizona's spring game is April 15th. There not there something on Saturday you're doing? There's a scrimmage There's a little Saturday scrimmage night. Saturday yeah. night. That's Under the cool. lights, Arizona Stadium, 7 o'clock. It's going to be great. It's kind of a busy weekend. I mean... It is WrestleMania this mm -hmm. weekend, mm -hmm. which I'm excited about. Two different nights. I'm not sure I like this two-night format. Women's though. Final Four. The Women's Final Four. We're watching that tomorrow. Dungeons free. and Dragon movie. We're seeing Dungeons and Dragons. It looks awesome. It's getting great reviews. So we are seeing it. That's right. Whatever, Boom. I do whatever my wife wants. Well, that was our... What do you mean? You want to see it too. What? Anyway, Don't thanks for like joining us, see it because everyone. Of me. As Shelby says, a bear down. Bear down. Shelby, now that uh, Brielle has played Madden, do you think it's just time for Step Up? Maybe a little Call of Duty, Wolfenstein? I don't know. She's like sports crazy. I'm not sure she'd really like killing Nazis yet. Well, we'll find out. Ten-year-old Bree shooting them Nazis. <laughs>